episode number two. So this here, for those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome to the Value Vault, where my intention within this whole podcast and everything which I do is surrounded by helping you realize your potential, encourage and ignite the courage to tap into it and ultimately help you gain more clarity, more awareness so that you can actually start creating a life with more meaning, more fulfillment and actually help you become unstuck. Now, on today's episode, what I want to get into is something which I feel like is a it's a fundamental starting point if we are in a position where we know that the way things are currently is our lifestyle, whether that's the way that we feel about ourselves, the way that we feel about our life, whether we want to become more than we are, we want to have more than what we've got, we know that we want to experience more than what currently is. I think what's really important at the beginning of this journey is I think it's something pretty powerful and ultimately what it is more than anything, it's about gaining awareness of the starting point of where am I? Now, within this, when I've done work with people in the in the past and recently I was speaking on stage down in London at an event and I touched on it briefly then and it's the importance of understanding where I'm starting from. Because if you were to think of, if you were to think of a car, if you're in a car, right, and let's see if, uh, let's say you're in London and you want to go to Manchester, for those of you who are in the UK. Now, in order for you to get accurate directions from your satnav, the satnav first needs to know, okay, yeah, that's the destination. We need to have clarity on where I'm going. I'm going to Manchester. Okay, great. Where am I actually starting from? Because only from that bit of awareness for the satnav is it then able to map out and calculate the the roadmap, the directions to get you from here to be. Now, within life, obviously that is just a metaphor for an example, but let's say in life you know that you want more than what you've currently got. Let's say you're in London right now. But London for you looks like Depression. Looks like anxiety, confusion, feeling lost, feeling frustrated, feeling like there's more of yourself to bring to the surface, but for whatever reason you're hitting this energetic wall, you're frustrated with the circumstances. You're just genuinely not really where it is that you actually desire to be. Let's say that represents London. Now you want to go to Manchester, but here's the thing. We become what we think about, right? All great leaders throughout time have been in, they've disagreed with virtually everything, but they've been in complete unanimous agreement on this one thing. This is going all the way from the Stoics all the way to the present time. And it's that we become what we think about. Now, if you think about that, we're conditioned as a society. You know, we've got the news, we've got all of the negative side of social media, you have all these types of conversations and all it is is just negativity. Best advice I would ever give you, turn off the news, don't watch it. You don't need it, turn it off. Don't become ignorant to the bad in the world, but become a contribution to the good. And within that, you know, we often say that we want something different than what we've got. And I know for me on my journey, it was, well, okay, what is that? And we'll never really know. It's like, okay, you, 
you don't like the current circumstances. How do you want them to be? And it's like, well, I don't really know. And it's because we've never really been given the time and the space to actually think about that and fantasize on that and use our imagination. So often the starting point comes from having clarity on where it is that you actually want to be. And a good little reference point with that, if you do find yourself stuck in trying to figure that out, okay, well, how much money do I want to earn? How do I want to look? What do I want to wear? What do I want to drive? How do I want to be living? How do I want to feel? What do I want to do? If we've never really formed the habit of thinking that way, we're going to be met with an incredible amount of resistance to even contemplate those things. You know, we'll be quick off the mark to tell somebody about what we don't want and what we don't want and what we don't like about our life. But when it comes to, okay, well, what do I want and what do I like about my life? It's just drawn a blank. Like, ask yourself this right now. What do I truly want in my life? What do I truly love about my life? And if we haven't intentionally and consciously thought like that, then like anything new, it's going to take resistance. It's going to take effort. It's going to take conscious application of that. We are going to have to sit and think. So I think the starting point, the fundamental starting point is <clears throat> getting carried on where I actually want to be, who I want to be, how I want to feel. And if you do struggle to get an answer to that, a great starting point is grab a pen, grab a piece of paper and write down everything in your life that you apparently don't want. Write that down. And then draw a line in the middle of the page and just ask yourself, well, what's the opposite to this? If I hate having a boss and I hate being told what to do, what do I want? Okay, I want independence. If I hate having not enough money to pay all of my bills and then actually live a life, then I want to make more money. Okay, well, how do I actually want to be living if I had that time? Okay, I wanted to do that. Well, that's a great benchmark of the money to earn. Or if I'm sick of feeling fat, well, okay, great, I want to be in shape. I'm sick of feeling depressed, okay, amazing. I want to feel incredible. And that can be a good little reference point. And then once you do start to form that habit of focusing on what it is you want, where focus goes, energy flows. So the more you focus your thoughts and attention on the things that you do want, that's going to expand. And it's going to become easier to think down that path and fire the circuits in your brain, which is of positivity, of the things that you want. And why is that important? Because we become what we think about. So getting clarity on where we want to be, that's the first foundational point. Like a sat-nav, it needs to know where you're going. It needs the destination. But then to actually create the map, create the route, it's where am I right now? Where am I? And it takes an incredible amount of persistence with creating an answer to that question. Because the ego, you see, which we've all got an ego. And from my experience, from the things that I study and the conversations that I've had with the incredible people that I've got in my network and my friendship, for me, the ego, it's an interesting one. And my interpretation of the ego is 
it's the part of our self which likes to be attached to our present self. Now, I know that's the spirituality element of it, the ego. If you want to go to the science, let's just go to the brain. It's the amygdala. The amygdala is essentially the thing which is the part of the brain which is designed to keep us safe. Now, the sole purpose of the brain, the sole purpose of the ego, if you are into spirituality, if that's something which is still a little bit more open-minded than where you are currently at, let's just go science, let's go the brain. The brain's job is to protect. The ego's job is to protect. Now, the way that the brain works is that it doesn't recognize and it doesn't interpret danger is something which is harmful to your health, just as the ego. The way that the brain processes something is dangerous, is something that's unknown. And if you think about it, it stems from Homo sapiens times when we were with the dinosaurs. Because the unknown in those times was actually life or death. If you entered an unexplored territory, you didn't know what was around the corner. You didn't know if there was going to be a lion, there could be a tribe. There could be anything around that corner hiding, lurking, ready to pounce. So if you were in an unknown territory, you had to be on guard or else you were likely going to be die. You can, be get, you can get caught off guard and that quite literally could have been the difference between life or death. So that's the unknown. And whenever you are back into the village with your tribe, you're in the known, you're in the familiar and what does the brain associate that with? That's safety. Okay, Oof, we can relax. Why? Because I know where I am. I know what's around the corners. I know the little hiding spots. I know where I'm at. I'm familiar. I'm safe. Now, that has molded and shaped and transformed itself over time where we're no longer in those times anymore. However, stress, a job, a relationship, a partner, whatever it is, that triggers the exact same neurochemical response inside of us. Now, the reason why this is important, why I felt the need to speak about that, is because as I was mentioning, the brain, the ego, its job is to protect. And the way that it protects us is by keeping us in the known and the familiar environments. A known and familiar environment isn't just an external environment. It's also the internal environment. It's our emotional home. It's our thoughts, it's our feelings, it's our actions, it's our behavior, it's our results, it's our way of living. It's the life that we have, the person who we are. All of those things there to the brain is familiar. Okay, great. This is how I think. This is how I feel. This is how I act. This is what I do. This is what I have. This is how I live. That to the brain is familiar. That to the brain equals safety. That is safety to the brain. Even if your thoughts, feelings, and actions are killing you, even if your thoughts are negative, even if you're feeling depressed, even if you're constantly taking drugs on a day-to-day -day basis, even if you are homeless, even if you're in debt, negative debt, even if you have a horrendous relationship, even if all of these things which are unhealthy, which are non-serving which aren't what you truly desire even if they are going on the brain doesn't interpret that as okay well i need to change this 
because it's unhealthy. That's not how the brain associates safety and danger. To the brain, that's familiar. That's you being in your tribe. Your brain knows how to respond in those types of environments. It knows how to operate in those types of environments. And so long as the brain can do that, it's safe. It's designed to protect you. So you're safe. Now, here is why that becomes a flawed way of operating. Because if the familiar life and person that you are, that you have, that you are experiencing right now, if those thoughts, feelings, and actions and the circumstances aren't truly how you desire them to be, your brain's going to put up a fight in keeping you where you are. But this is why it's so, so important because it isn't just about knowing where we want to go, knowing who we want to be, knowing how we want to live, what we want to do. That is important. But often, that isn't enough to push through the resistance that we're going to be met with when it comes to changing. Because it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be illogical. It's not going to make sense because you're going to be going against the paradigm that you've built up. You're going to be going against your identity. You're not just going to have to try and form new habits. You need to break old ones at the same time. But by creating awareness on where am I right now, because here's the thing, right? 95% of our behavior is unconscious. 95% of our behavior is unconscious. 5% of our behavior is conscious. Only 5% of the time, we are consciously controlling this meat suit of a body that we're in. 5% of the time, 95% of the time, we're on autopilot. We're in cruise control. Let's create some awareness. Where is my cruise control and setting taking me? What's that going to look like? What does it look like now? How am I actually thinking? What am I thinking of most of the time? What are, what are my habitual thought patterns? What is my emotional home? For me, the emotional home, Ed Milet talked about that. And the emotional home is just, what's the feeling that I'm feeling most of the time? That's your emotional home. That's what you're familiar with. Is it depression? Is it anxiety? Is it stress? Is it worry? Is it excitement? Is it joy? Is it bliss? Is it abundance? Is it all of those things? Because it might be. But what is it? Create this awareness. What am I doing on a day-to-day -day basis? What am I doing with my time? What am I actually doing? How do I use my time? What are the actual results that I have right now in my life? And when we write all of these down on a piece of paper, we begin to objectively observe the life that we have. And when we truly understand our mind's the creator and that we are the observer and life can change in an instant the moment we decide to change, I don't just say that because it's a good play on words. I see it because it's fact. Our mind is the creator. Our thoughts do become things. We are the observer of our creation. The life that we are living is an experience. We are experiencing our creation. And we can change that experience in an instant the moment we decide to change. But if we don't know what requires changing, then we are fighting an unseen enemy.
And how are we supposed to win a fight if it's against something which is unseen? You see, because the unconscious mind, the subconscious mind is the level below consciousness. Sub means below, subconscious, below conscious. So it's below our awareness. It's under the radar of our awareness. A habit, think of a habit. When you were tying your shoes, do you even need to consciously think about how to tie your shoes? When you were brushing your teeth, do you need to consciously think and instruct yourself on how to tie your shoes? When you're putting on clothes, the answer to those things, no. But here's the thing. If we're doing things unconsciously and they are causing an effect, the effect is the experience, it's the result, and that effect is depression. That effect is we're lost, we're isolated, we have no fulfillment, we don't feel any meaning, we don't feel like we've got any direction. If that's the effect, well, okay, what's causing this? And it's the unconscious part of ourselves which is causing and creating it. So it's about creating awareness and where am I? And really understand the reason why I was talking about the ego earlier. The reason why I was talking about that is because the ego it wants to protect you. It, it does. It loves you. It wants to protect you. I know there's always the things about the ego is the enemy and all these things. And I'm just trying to harbor more of a feeling of love for all parts of myself. So that's a journey that I'm on. But I do believe it is there protect. It does love us. It wants to protect us. And just like the brain, it's what's familiar. But yeah, okay. But yeah, you do these things. Yeah, you think those thoughts. Yeah, you feel those feelings. And you you have those habits. And yes, you smoke. And yes, you see all of those people. And yes, you keep drinking. But th this is known. This is familiar. This is safe. And I and I want to. I really want to protect you in this. But if we don't have any awareness on how that in and of itself is killing us. And is the cause of the discomfort that we're feeling in life, is the cause for the depression and the anxiety and the stress and the worry and the, all of those things. If our way of operating is causing those things, we need to have the awareness because in those moments, we need to see that this isn't serving me anymore. Me thinking these thoughts, me feeling these feelings or behaving in this way and being surrounded by these types of people, it isn't serving me in any way. And when we try and create awareness of the life that we're living, the ego is going to want to try and put up a barrier and resistance to it. But it's in that moment where we need to ask ourselves, it might be true, the thought that I'm thinking about this person, about this experience, about myself. It might be true. It might be justified. But the question is, is it serving you? operating that way up until this moment in life has it served you operating the way that you were operating because your thoughts feelings and actions which is commonly known collectively as our personality that creates our personal reality so when we ask ourselves as a starting point where am I what is my personality? How am I thinking most of the time? How am I feeling most of the time? What are my actions most of the time? And are those things serving me? And when you get awareness of the life that you're living, when you become conscious of the unconscious and you make it the known, you make that unknown the known and the familiar, now you've stepped into the power of the creator because now you can ask yourself, is this how I truly desire things to be?
and I do believe that it isn't about hating what is. I'm reading, I'm drifting in and out of stoicism. And I always find it's a grounding um, study. It's a grounding experience whenever I do dive into the meditations of Marcus Aurelius or where I listen to the philosophy of Epictetus and all of the Roman emperors and generals and stuff, very, very wise people. And they do have a saying in Stoicism, it's, it's amor fati. Amor fati is love, fiat. Don't just accept what is. It is about accepting what is because we can't change it. It is what it is. We can't change it. The past is the past. It is what it is. We can't change it. We're going to only change the meaning that we're giving it. But if we create that awareness of where we are, who we are, how we've been operating, the life that we're living, love it. L love it. Th this is the principle of stoicism, a more fatty. Love it. Love it. Why? Because it's, it's brought you to this point. Everything that's happened in your life has had to happen the way that it's happened because it's brought you up to this point of listening to this podcast at this moment. It couldn't have been any other way because it wasn't. And you can't change what has happened. You can't change what currently is in your life right now. You can't change it. And the more that we try and think that we can, and the more that we try to do that, is the more that we deplete ourselves of our energy, the more that we create mental torment. Because it's ignorance to the fact that it's our personality which has created what is. And it's also in stoicism, it's about controlling the controllables. You know, you, you can't control what people have done. You can't control how people behave, how they think. You can't control what currently is or what has been. You cannot control that. So the moment that we understand that, and the moment we detach from it and we love it, and then we begin to ask ourselves, amazing, what can I learn from this experience? What can I take away from this? Why is this actually hard to happen? But with the approach of curiosity and intrigue as opposed to anger, frustration, resentment, confusion, when we begin to get curious about it, for me and my experience, that's the moment where we begin to playfully change. So it starts with having awareness of where we want to be, who we want to become, but then knowing where we're starting from. Where am I right now? And an advice within that as well, I know that I was having a conversation the other day and I think it's just become such a normal way of operating where we'll harbor feelings towards other people, towards the past, towards the future even. And those feelings might not necessarily be beneficial. They can be quite damaging. You know, ask yourself, am I holding on to something because of what somebody's done to me? Am I holding on to something because of my fear of something potentially happening or something that has happened? And it's about creating that awareness and then ultimately, yet again, a more fatty, love what has happened. Yes, somebody might have done something to you. Yes, your childhood might have been horrendous. Yes, things might not, as far as you're aware with the story in your mind, be going your way. It'll spin into that. Everything is always going in your way. Everything. Everything is always unfolding for you, not to you, for you. But creating that awareness and detaching from the negative side of the thought pattern 
or the feeling pattern or the, the even actions. Create the awareness of where am I right now? Why am I where I am? What am I doing on a day-to-day basis? Who am I surrounding myself with? What stories am I actually running in my mind? And ask yourself, no matter how true they are, are they serving? And if they're not, that's incredibly exciting and a, an incredible bit of advice that I can give within that. Number one, to create awareness of the thoughts that you were thinking is allow your feelings to be what they are, which is just a guide. It's an effect. Allow them to be a guide and tune into your feelings. How am I feeling right now? I'm feeling a little bit anxious. Oh, that's interesting. Why? Oh, well, because I'm thinking this thought, I'm running this story over, well, what if this happens? Or you're thinking about something which has happened in the past and you might be feeling anger or resentment or guilt. Create that awareness. Okay, amazing. I've just become conscious of the unconscious program. Amazing. So this is what I don't want. What do I want? And then form the habit of focusing your thoughts and attention and your energy onto the thoughts of which you do want. Because where focus goes, energy flows, whatever you look at expands. So create the awareness of where you want to be. But create the awareness of where you are. Because just like a sat-nav in a car, it can't take you, it can't map out the direction to get you to the destination if it doesn't know where it's starting from. But a more fatty, love where you are right now. Accept where you are right now. You can't change what is. Accept it. Stop trying to fight it. You're depleting your energy. Stop trying to fight it. Accept it. Love it. Love it. And then consciously go about changing it. But it's a journey. It's a process. And a final part to conclude within that is that when you are deciding to change, you will be met with resistance. And please, if you are listening, if you are either watching this, if you have earphones in, whatever it is, right, you might be in work listening to this. You might be on a walk. You might be sitting in the house, whatever it is, right? Please do this exercise. Cross your arms for a moment. Just cross your arms. The way that you naturally cross them, just cross them. Now, the first question, did you need to think about how you were going to cross your arms, which way to cross them, how to fold them? The likelihood is you probably didn't. You just done it. Now, the second question within that, how does that feel with your arms that way? Probably just feels comfortable, right? Just normal, yeah? Just fits in, just slots in, yeah, it's great. Now, that's an action. That's an action that you've rehearsed over and over and over and over and over again to the point where it become a habit because that's all a habit is. It's you doing something over and over again. Now, because you've done that over and over again, you've formed the neural pathways which makes that more comfortable. Now, I want that to represent the way that you've been doing life right now. The thoughts that you were thinking, the feelings that you were feeling and the actions that you were taking. And then from there, I want you to cross your arms the other way. Now, the first question, did you need to think about how you were going to cross your arms? 
Yep. <laughs> yep, you did. You did, didn't you? Yep. Second question, how does that feel? Feels weird, right? <laughs> you might not even be able to cross them yet still. It feels weird, right? Now, the reason that feels weird, the reason why you've needed to consciously think about it is because you haven't done that before. Now, that's not to say the way you're trying to cross your arms now is uncomfortable for everybody else in the world. What you find comfortable, I might find uncomfortable. What you find uncomfortable, that might be my comfort. It just depends on which one you've rehearsed over and over again. Now, crossing your arms the other way the second time around, that represents the path that you are going to be on when it comes to changing your life. Why? Because in order for your life to change, you've got to change. That's the prerequisite. That's the transaction. It's going to feel weird. But just like any habit, the more you do it consciously with conscious thought, like tying your shoes, try tying your shoes a different way for the next 30 days. Brush your teeth with the other hand. Consciously do that. Eventually, you do that often enough with enough conscious repetition, it's going to become normal. It's going to become habitual. And that then is when it becomes automatic. And that's when it becomes a part of the identity. This is what I do. This is how I do it. So you doing things differently to get a different result in life, it's not always going to feel weird. It's not always going to be such be met with such resistance to do. You've just got to integrate that new way of being. You've got to cross your arms the other way. You've got to start thinking differently, feeling differently, acting differently. You get to. We as humans, we get to do that. And just please just understand this. It is that your mind is the creator. You are the observer and your life can change in an instant the moment that you decide to change so peace out much love and see you in episode three